Hey, this is Brother Scott with another Truth Time Look in the Book. Absolute Truth. Does it exist? If you were to answer, no, there is a little gray in everything, I would ask, is that absolutely true? While you were standing there looking bewildered, I would add, if your worldview can be dismantled in two seconds, you may want to consider a different worldview. So in your life, do you want to know the truth? Or do you want to simply continue to live like a rudderless ship on a stormy ocean? Take your pick, absolute truth or fantasy and fairy tale. So now that I have your attention, you may be thinking what well, you've always thought. Absolute truth cannot be known, can it? Well, absolutely it can. See what I did there? If you decided to go on a quest to discover if absolute truth exists, where would you start? Not sure? Hey, it wasn't that long ago and I wouldn't have known either, but this is what I found out. John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Well, how much more succinct can it be? God's word is truth. Want to know absolute truth? Look to his word. It's pretty important to God to say the least. As a matter of fact, we're told in Psalms 138, 2, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. God magnifies his word above his name. And God cannot lie, which means his word has to be the truth through and through. Ephesians 6.14 Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, when someone comes along and informs you that salvation is available to you, how would you know that is true? Well, check this out. Ephesians 1, 12 and 13. That we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. There's quite a lot to unpack in that verse. Paul was writing to the saints at Ephesus, and Paul wrote, Ye heard the word of truth. Then immediately explains what the word of truth is, the gospel of your salvation. Well, your next question is, okay, so what is the gospel of my salvation that Paul spoke about? Well, let's back up a bit to Ephesians 1, 6, and 7. Speaking of Jesus Christ, To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. There is the first part of salvation, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Well, why was forgiveness of sins necessary? You may be inclined to answer, well, forgiveness of sins is our salvation. Well, not so fast. And why do I say that? Well, let's move on to 2 Corinthians 5, 18 and 19. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath 
committed unto us the word of reconciliation. <clears throat> Notice who, God, hath reconciled us, the world, to himself. God could not reconcile himself to sin. It took redemption through the shed blood of his son in order for all our sins to be forgiven. And with sin taken out of the way, it laid the foundation for God to reconcile us, the world, to himself. Well, you may be wondering, so that's it then? God reconciled himself to us, the world, so everyone is reconciled to God, so everyone is saved, correct? You're definitely not alone in believing that is true. But in reality, it is not true. You may be thinking to yourself, well, so now what? Where are you going with this? God reconciled himself to us, the world, but that does not mean the world is automatically reconciled to God. Perhaps contemplate that for a while. There are two sides to the coin. This is what I mean by that. Listen carefully. 2 Corinthians 5.20 Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. God accomplished his part through the finished crosswork of his son. He reconciled himself to the world. But now we are instructed to reconcile ourselves to God. Okay, how? How do I reconcile myself to God? Acts 16, 31. And they said, this is Paul and Silas to their Philippian jailer, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Well, next question. Believe what about the Lord Jesus Christ? Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 1, that this is, quote, the gospel, unquote. 1 Corinthians 15, 3-4. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Boom! The truth is, Believe and trust in that alone, and you will have reconciled yourself to God, and you will be saved. And not only saved, but sealed, as mentioned in Ephesians 1.13. And just for emphasis, we also read about being sealed in Ephesians 4.30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. So to quickly recap, the truth is... God's Son died on the cross, took the world's sins with him to the tomb, and left them there, and triumphantly rose again. Believe and trust in that fact, in that truth, and you will be saved. Make today the day of your salvation. This has been Brother Scott with another Truth Time. Look in the book.